بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين. Dear brothers, السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. Continuing to discuss the case of Tawheed in this book of Tawheed. May Allah سبحانه وتعالى accept our deed and reward us for it. Every Muslim is really anxious and eager to meet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Jannah. And that hope is not very easy or very simple. To accomplish this hope, to accomplish this case, a Muslim needs to do a lot of things in order to be with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Jannah. Although it is not impossible, it is possible because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have told us that it is possible. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also have shown us the way to satisfy Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala so we will be in Jannah. How is that? It is very simple in one side and very hard in the other side. Very simple when you see that even regular people the ignorant people, the people who do not write or read, not educated, they understand it and go for it. So many stories if we read the Sirat of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we find, we find so many stories that a Bedouin who came from the desert cannot read or write, he is ignorant, he is not, he did not learn in school. When he comes to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he asks him a single question. What are you calling for? So Muhammad answered him that I'm calling for Islam. What's Islam? Islam is this. What am I going to get if I follow this Islam or accept this Islam? You will go to get Jannah. You will get Jannah. What if I do not accept Islam? He tells him you go to Jannah. What Jannah? Jannah is this. Very simple and very easy. But when you come to the case, to practice that, it is not so easy because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in Surah Al-Asr that the only ones who are going to be safe from being losers are those who learn, believe, practice, call for, then be patient for what they are going to face, to, to face because of that. إلا اكسبت افريون بين الزلوزر اكسبت الذين آمنوا إيمان تزمت كم without knowledge of Islam فعملوا الصالحات that practice تواصوا بالحق that to call for Islam to do أمر بمعروف نهي عن منكر وتواصوا بالصبر because if he does the three the first three then he will face troubles then he needs to have patience to face what he is going to face during this life When you want to see this, practically see it in the life of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was taught by Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala through Jibreel with Quran. He practiced sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in his life. He caused people for it and he suffered for that. And he was patient and a lot of patience. 
until this deen spread among all these people you can see now. We said in the beginning it's easy because it is Tawheed, it is monotheism. When you go or discuss with Christians and you ask them what do you believe? They will tell you we believe that Isa is son of God. And some of them, the other groups also say Isa is the God. Other groups will say Isa is one of the three gods. And three in one and one in three. You can't. You can't understand how three in one and one in three. They call it Trinity. And when you go forward more and more trying to understand, they will tell you, listen, turn off your mind and follow me. Turn off. Why turn off my mind? Allah gave me this mind to use, not to turn off. How is three gods in one god and one god is in three gods? How is that? But in Islam it's very simple. One creator, and he is the only one deserves to be worshipped. That's it. Very simple and very easy. That's why these Bedouins in the Arabian Peninsula at that time, they learned it, they practiced directly. In Africa, there was a hell of tribes, a lot of tribes to make Africa as a Christian in the year of 2000. That's what they were aiming 20 or 30 years ago. And they spent billions of dollars to try to make Africa as a Christian area. True. Lots of tribes, lots of cities, lots of people accepted Christianity just for the money or for the medicine or for other things. But they did not understand Christianity. So when one, when one da'iyah, a Muslim da'iyah, comes to complete tribe and he talks to them about Islam, they find it so easy. One creator and he is the only one who deserves to be worshipped. That's, that's all. So they quickly come back to Islam. Years are spent to make this tribe as a Christian. And one word brings them back to Islam. Why? Because Islam is very simple and very easy. Monotheism is very simple. But Trinity is not. Polyism is not. In our example, on this chapter we were discussing last, we discussed last week, we were discussing also tonight, insha'Allah. We will see that those people who go to the graves and think that these graves are capable of giving them what they may need. If you ask them, why do you go to this certain grave? Why did you go to the other grave which is maybe more famous than this one? Why did you ask another one in the other country? Or is it nationality? Because I am from this area, I will only ask this Khalandar Baba, or this great. But if you are from the other area, you should ask the other. Can we ask two at the same time? Can we ask three? Why not to ask the other one? Why especially this one and the other one? No answer. No answer because there is truly no answer. The only one to be asked is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If Muhammad himself personally told us not to do this to him, and he cursed the Jew and Christians because of it, how are we going to go and ask the others? This chapter we are discussing is the case of exaggerating. 
exaggerating means to give someone more than he is actual. The hadith we stopped with that what Muhammad said, and the hadith is Sahih, inshallah, narrated in the Muslim Imam Ahmed and Ibn Majah and the others, and it's inshallah Sahih as Al Bani said and the others. He says, Iyakum al Ghulu, fa inna ahlaka man kana qablakum al Ghulu. Beware of exaggerating. Beware. Be careful. Don't you dare exaggerate. Exaggerating what? Everything. If we exaggerate in eating, we are in trouble. If we are exaggerating, if we exaggerate in hunger, we are also in trouble. If we drink more than we need, we are in trouble. If we don't drink at all, we are in trouble. So exaggerating in anything is incorrect. What about if it's in the deal itself? What happened? Exaggerating actually came to Muslims when Shaitan really pushed some people to give some strange stories about some people that they are capable of doing things that nobody can do. I told you about this. One man, he authored a book of eight volumes. Eight volumes. Full of these stories he's calling miracles or karamat. Karamat al-awliya. Regular people, when they read this book, they think, MashaAllah, la ilaha illallah, these people are really pious persons. A guy who really, one, one pious person who already did when people were in a ship, and that ship was in, in the middle of the ocean, and there's a lot of yani, thunderstorms, and this, and yani, the ship is going like this, and going to sink. And when they cried to, not to Allah, to this past person, he sent his hand, and he carried the whole ship from the ocean to another ocean. So they are safe. Any logical person will not accept this. This calamity that happened to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How are we going to accept it for someone else? But because poor Muslims, whenever they hear these things, they think, oh, this is true. More karama. A lady, for 20 years, she cannot have babies. She's married for 20 years and no babies. Then she went to such and such. Khalandar Baba or grave or so on. And she just took one touch of his soil. Next day she had a baby. A baby boy. Who left that? Who is the Muslim who do this? If she goes to the grave of Muhammad and takes the soul, she will not have this. But is shaitan trying to drive Muslims into polytheism? And he did. And unfortunately, a lot of Muslims accepted that. So exaggerating in here that people accept such a story. Or such story. While we know truly that cannot be happening in any way with anyone. Even if Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Does that mean we are underestimating Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or the awliya? No, we are not. We are not at all. In fact, we are trying to save their graves from being worshipped instead of Allah. You remember the first hadith and the ayah in this chapter when Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhum told us in the hadith that Aum Nuh, the people of Nuh, before Nuh, and actually it was 10 centuries after Adam, People were, human beings were in monotheism. Ten centuries after Adam, there was a, a, a case or a tragedy happened that five, five persons died almost in the same time. So people were so sad, so shocked. So Shaitan 
use this story and this opportunity to drag people to shirk by coming to them and saying why didn't you since you love these people and these people are pious why didn't you make pictures of them to remember their ibadah, their worshipping so we will do like them first trick first step Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in his holy book وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا خُطُوَاتِ الشَّيْطَانِ steps of shaitan don't follow the steps of shaitan shaitan gave him the first step by drawing their pictures maybe in this generation they made idols for them on their grave the third generation or fourth or fifth generation they start to worship them instead of Allah not in one day, not in one year, not in one century even generations went then the people fall into shirk because of that what was the reason for that? it was exaggerating exaggerating of these five, five, five persons yeah these five, five, five persons are not better than Adam himself alayhi salam but because shaitan wanted to drag people to the shirk he came and gave more stories and things about these people until the people exaggerated in them then they fell into shirk now put this example into our life now and ask about the first step of shaitan when he drags people to worship these graves about 250 years ago I told you before that there was a grave in here called to be or said to be that is the grave of Zayd ibn Khattab brother of Amr ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu I said said to be because not true lots of sahaba we know were killed in here beside Riyadh when, when Musaylam al-Kaddab was here and he was trying to make his own country and his own yani prophethood so Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu sent so many army to fight him and one of the sahaba were killed here in Yamama Yamama is beside Riyadh actually it's called Yamama and it's also called Aqraba which is beside the Jubilee now so so many sahaba were killed years and years passed maybe centuries passed until one day some of these ignorant people or shaitani people came and said this is the grave of Zayd al-Khattab and he's the army brother of Umar al-Khattab and he's this why we are just putting him like this they want to respect this grave how let's build let's build something on him to save him from sun or from rain subhanallah al-Abi he's dead already yet what? no when they made this building they will start to ask why this guy especially why not the others graveyard is full of people who are dead already why this grave especially ah probably this grave has something special what is special maybe he's having capability of ah of what of giving what you want so they will start to go to the grave and ask him instead of Allah later on they made tawaf on him they sacrifice urban to the grave they pay money to the keepers of the grave they shave heads beside the grave this is happened here in Riyadh beside Riyadh that was 20, 20, uh, 250 years ago so don't you be amazed if this is happening all around the world go anywhere I saw a picture of a grave said to be for one of the Sahaba called Ruwaifah he was a servant of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam they made a complete building on the grave in Tunisia and they said that is Waliullah 
and we cannot really make him a regular grave like others. So when they made the building on him, they made keepers for the grave, they made all sorts of... Ah, uh, then they will start to say, why? What's special about this? this he's a Sahabi. Can we, can't we visit the grave? Yes, visit the grave. This is the first step. Later on, this visit became ibadah instead of just a visit. I remind you that going to graves are three sides. Going to graves, going to graves, it's three sides actually. Follow his visit or ziyara. Bid'a ziyara, Nafati ziyara, Sunni ziyara. The way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he used to go to the graves to make dua for the dead people. He asked Allah for them. He asked Allah for them. Some people, they go there to ask Allah beside the grave. That's bid'ah. Some people go to the grave to ask them instead of Allah, or to ask Allah by them. To ask, to ask them instead of Allah, or put them in the intermediate between them and Allah. That's politicism. Which is better now? To follow Muhammad sallallahu in his way, in his ibadah, or to do what we heard people are doing, even if they are ulama. Answer is clear. See how Muhammad Sallam did it. If you want to do any ibadah, Jazakallah khair, you are doing this for Allah only, Jazakallah khair, fantastic. But before you go and do it, ask, how did Muhammad Sallam do it? How did Abu Bakr wa Umar wa Uthman Ali did it? How did Sahaba did it? How did you, they went to the graveyard to say, Assalamu alaikum dara qawmu mu'mineen. We have a clear, so many clear hadith and Bukhari and Muslim telling us how Muhammad Sallam used to go to the grave and how he, Sallallahu Alaihi what he used to do in that, in the graveyard. Did he go to the graveyard to ask them instead of Allah? Astaghfirullah. Did he go to ask Allah by them? Astaghfirullah. Even if they are Hamza ibn Abdul Muttalib or other Sahaba, even though. When he was, before his death a few days, our mother Aisha is telling us that he one day left, he went to the Baqi al-Gharqat to visit the dead Sahaba. And he went there with his servant and he made dua for the dead people. You ask Allah for these people. Are we really doing the same thing? Are we really following Muhammad in this case? Or are we exaggerating on these people and giving them more than they deserve? So, Al-Ghulu in Arabic, exaggerating in English, is a very dangerous word a Muslim should really be very careful when he deals with. Muslim Rahimahullah, Imam Muslim is known as the second book of hadith, correct hadith after al-Bukhari. Narrated that Ibn Mas'ud said that Muhammad said, Halaka al-Mutanatti'oon. He said it three times. Those people who do things in extreme. Too much is too much. Even in ibadah. Too much is too much. When someone wants to make ibadah, say in example he wants to fast one day for Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala in the way of Rasulullah sallallahu That's okay. But when he say I will do this while I'm staying in the sun, in the heat, so I will have more hard time, so I will have more ajr. Okay, wait, wait, wait. This is wrong. This is not done by Muhammad sallallahu Yes, you are doing this ibadah for Allah, this fasting for Allah. You are doing the ibadah the way of Rasulullah sallallahu by fasting one day. Monday was, was Thursday as an example or any day that's allowed to but 
to do it in extreme way that's not allowed three of sahaba who loves who used to love to do things that Allah loves subhanahu wa ta'ala went to one of the houses of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and they asked their mother our mother about the ibadah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam how is he worshipping Allah so she told that he sleeps sometimes and he wake up some of the night and he fasts some days and some days he does not fast and so on so they discussed well يعني this is Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he's already forgiven ما تقدم من نبي يوم تأخر he's already forgiven in the, in the past and in the future but we are not so when you said okay uh, for me I will never sleep at night at all I'll pray the whole night the other one said I will never marry women because they will make me busy uh, from Allah I'll be with Allah always this guy said I will never eat meat or maybe he said that I will fast every day when Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came back to his house, one of his houses, his wife, our mother, told him about these three and what they said. So he went to them, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and said, you guys are the guys who said so and so and such and such? Forget you, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He said, no. I pray and I sleep. I fast and I break fast. I marry and also I marry women. And whoever, whoever does not like my sunnah is not one from, not from my ummah, not, not from me. Later, Minni means he's far away from me. I'm free of him. Like Bara'ah. Why? Because Muhammad wanted his Sahaba to teach us also that extreme, even in Ibadah. Allah loves Ibadah. Extreme in it is not allowed. Too much of it is not allowed. Too much of it is not allowed. Just do, we do it the way that Muhammad wants us to do it, the way Allah wants us to do. We make Salah? Yes. We stay in the masjid the whole day, every day, we don't go to our houses, wrong. Why the masjid is good, yeah, and salah is good, and reciting Quran is good. Why you are, no. If it's good, yes, but you have to give each one of these rights, you have to give them their rights. Yani, your family have rights on you, yourself, your body have rights on you. And Allah has rights on you also. So each one needs his rights. As he said to Allah in the hadith, إِنَّ لِبَدَنِكَ عَلَيْكَ لَحَقَّ وَإِنَّ لِأَهْلِكَ عَلَيْكَ لَحَقَّ وَإِنَّ لِرَبِّكَ عَلَيْكَ لَحَقَّ وَإِنَّ لِزَوْرِكَ عَلَيْكَ لَحَقَّ فَآتِ كُلِّ ذِي حَقِّ الْحَقَّ Give each of them his right. Otherwise, well, like you stay in the, in the masjid the whole day, far away from this headache of this universe now, it's fantastic. Besides, Quran and Islam may be half an Why to have headache to this old... No. We have to be through the, the society. We have to work on the society. We have to call the society. We have to learn our deen. We have to practice in our life. We have to call people forward. We have to suffer for that. We have to suffer in our life with these people. We cannot just run away in these monasteries as the Christians do. Although even for Christianity is not allowed, Allah Azza told us in His holy book, وَرَهْبَانِيَةٍ اِبْتَدَعُوهَا مَا كَتَبْنَا عَلِيهِ It was not implemented for the Christians to have monasteries, but they did it from their own mind. Ibtada'uha, they made it from their own mind. A Muslim is not allowed. A Muslim is not allowed to do things extremely by going in monasteries and say, Khalas, I will not stay with people, I'll go in, in a cave in the desert and worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all the day, all the time, I don't care about the people. That's in the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Believe it, even the other Ummah, 
before Muhammad وسلم, the other nations before Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم, it was not allowed. Remember the story that Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم told us in the clear hadith, correct hadith, that Allah سبحانه وتعالى sent Jibreel to a dirty town to destroy it. A town which has a lot of dirty things, Allah سبحانه وتعالى was angry with him, so he sent Jibreel to destroy the town. And when he came, Jibreel he saw in that town, really dirty town, but there was a man, a pious man, who's worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always, never done anything wrong. So Jibreel went back to Allah, Ya Allah, this town hasn't, is having such and such person, He's, he never made a mistake, he never made a sin. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him in this hadith, start with him. Start with that pious person. La ilaha illallah. Why? Because he never gets angry when he sees bad things happening. He stays in his sawmah outside of the town, worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only. Then he comes to the town and he sees dirty things happening and he never says anything. He doesn't care. If this is, this is against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah hates this. No, he doesn't care. He sees people making zina or drinking alcohol or doing that. He doesn't care. He just come, buy his things, walk around and go back. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered Jibreel to start with him. La ilaha illallah, because he knew that this is against things that Allah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not like these things, still he doesn't care. In this case now, each one of us must go in the life, get into the life, live with Islam, call people for Islam, suffer for it. We have to suffer for it. Because we are no better than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who suffered for this deen. And he was hit, and he was spit in the face. He was, a kafir came and spit in his face, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he was hurted by rocks and other things, bad names. Did he say, well, why do I have to suffer all these problems? I'm worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No! We are required to live with the people and suffer. Because this suffering now, we are facing troubles now, we are rewarded for it also. And this is the natural way of life. That's the reality. You cannot change it unless you work with it. So we get into it, and we talk to people, and we receive even bad names, no problem, we have to work for it as Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did, and when we die, then we are released. Imam Ahmad was asked once, Ya Imam, when are we going to relax? He said, you will be relaxed when you step the first step to Jannah. No relaxation for that. No relaxation in life or after life unless you step the first step to Jannah. متى الراحة يا إمام؟ قال عند أول قدم تضعها في الجنة. For that there is no relaxation. No relaxation. Because dunya is not created to enjoy. Dunya is created for a reason. Allah told us سبحانه وتعالى نزول بكم ما خلقت الجنة والإنس إلا ليعبدوا. And ibadah is not easy. You have to suffer for it. So Rumi is extremely, as he says to us, he'll hear, هلك المتنقعون who do things over and more and extreme is incorrect. That's why with Al-Khawarij, a group of people started in the time of Muhammad and they ended up with killing Ali ibn Abi Talib and also killing a lot of Muslims, saying that every Muslim does any sin, he's a kafir. Any sin. He's a kafir, Why? They are extremists. They made it over as supposed to be, more than supposed to be. Who says that anyone who would make a mistake is a kafir? Any sin. Yani he, he fall into zina, he's a kafir, 
He drink alcohol, he's a kafir. Subhanallah. But Quran and Sunnah does not say this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's holy book told us that a person who is making zina or drinking alcohol and so on, still a Muslim. He's not a kafir. They say, no, no, no. Why? Because they are so extreme. The other side, you have people who are so extreme in the backwards. They say, خلاص, since he says, Allah, Muhammad Rasulullah, he is a Muslim and he is better than Jibreel. He is not Jibreel. No problem. So if he doesn't pray, not a problem. He doesn't make Ramadan, not a problem. He doesn't make Hajj, not a problem. Al-Khawarij, Al-Murji'ah. Two different groups, really, vice versa. These people say, any sin is the cover, these people say, any sin is no problem. As, as, long, as long as he say, like Muhammad Rasulullah, he is a Muslim, and he is a Mu'min, and he is going to Jannah, and his Iman or faith is same as Jibreel and Abu Bakr and Umar. Both of them are extreme. Both of them are wrong. What's the correct? Ahl Sunnah wa Jama'ah, the people who are following Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, by saying a Mu'min, when he falls into any major sin, his Iman is decreasing. And he's decreasing a lot. But he's still a mu'min, and he's still a Muslim. And Iman containing not only by heart, or saying, like Allah, only by tongue, but also by action. And we have a clear hadith from Muhammad as an example for the case of Salah. He said, العهد الذي بيننا وبينهم الصلاة فمن تركها فقد كفر. Whoever leaves Salah until the time of it is gone, like Al-Fajr, he doesn't pray until the sun goes up or comes up, then he's a kafir. Because this is the ayat of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم. العهد الذي بيننا وبينهم الصلاة فمن تركها فقد كفر. Although this is not agreed upon all ulama, by the way, but this is just to show you the example. So if someone says, Ashhadu Allah Muhammad Rasulullah, and his name is Muhammad Ahmed Ali, and he's from a Muslim country, and so on, his parents are Muslims, but he doesn't pray at all. Is he a Muslim? He's not a Muslim. Because this hadith is very clear. Al-Ahd al-Ladhi baynana wa baynahum as-salah, faman tarakaha faqad kafar. That's the words of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So in this case now, Iman is containing all of these three, so we have to take them all, to live with them in our lives, and to call people for, to suffer. Ya ayu al-Ladhina amanu, Save yourselves and your families from Jahannam. How? By working in yourself, making yourself go this way, although she wants to go this way or this way. No, keep it in the right track. And also work on your family, according to Islam. Be careful with them, try to raise them in Islam. And also if you have extra, then you can go for the others, your neighbors, your colleagues, and so on. Every Muslim is required. Especially those people who know enough about Islam. Those people are really counted as the carriers of the mission of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa We are required to learn our deen, to practice it, to call for it, to carry the mission of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What was it? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is dead. The Quran and Sunnah is alive. We are supposed to take them and carry them to people. This is what, that's why we are living in here. Why we, that's why we are in this life. We are in this life not to eat and enjoy. Yani those people who are enjoying their life by eating and drinking and sleeping, Allah calls them worse than animals. Inhum illa kal an'ami banhum aban. They are worse than animals. And animals are not any required to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the way we are doing. They are worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and making the tasbih that we do not know. 
But for, for human being, no. That's why the kafir, when he sees this, he says, يَا لَيْتَنِي كُنْتُ تُرَابًا Last ayah of Surah An-Nabah. If you read it, you understand the meaning of it? You understand that this is an example of it, that a kafir will see animals brought back in the judgment day, the resurrection day, and they are taken care of, all of them become soil or turab. But the kafir, no. He's going to suffer and face what he has done in life. So in this case, a mu'min has to be so careful not to go too much, not to go... Ah, both of them are wrong. Al-Khawarij went too much. Al-Murjah made nothing. How many people now, Muslims and fortunately, they believe that just to say, La ilaha illa Muhammad Rasulullah is enough. Unbelievable. We see a lot of Muslims. Especially in the Western countries where they base this Civilization, if you can't call it civilization. His name is Muhammad Ahmad Ali and he's, he's a Muslim and his parents are Muslims, but he's no Muslim at all. All he knows is that Muhammad Rasulullah. Pays Salah, Mahdi. Fasting Ramadan, Mahdi. Stop drinking alcohol, he's going. Zina, he's not living with Islam, he's only using Islam. He's only using the name of Islam. And there's a big difference between using Islam and working for Islam. Big difference. That hadith will conclude our case of the, this chapter number 19 and we shall continue. The next two chapters inshallah also will talk about on the same case. He made the Arthur Rahimahullah, he made these three chapters talking about the case of exaggerating and the grace and the other things. That's really very important for us. Why? Because we want to see these things. Abundant words of Allah from the Quran, abundant words of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then we can practice it in our life and see it. Practice it in our life and see it. When we see people are doing the wrong thing, we do this, we help them out because we really care about them. When we see our Muslim brother who is going to the grave and asking instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, thinking that he is capable of giving him things that Allah only can do, we go and, and advise him and explain to him by Quran and Sunnah. Not by the words of this guy or this guy, they don't accept the words of the ulama. Okay, just tell him Allah said, Muhammad said. He cannot reject that. He cannot reject that because this is the word of Allah. And the word of Muhammad When he hears this, that this is Bukhari or Muslim and so on, then he cannot reject it. Every Muslim is required to change this trouble of having among Muslims. And believe it or not, whatever happening to Muslims now in this world, all these troubles and tragedies we are facing, these killings in Assam and Kujarat, these killings in Afghanistan and Iraq and Shishan and Philippines and Kashmir and the, all of these happening because we are not so close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are the reason. بِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ بِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ What we have done, that's what we... If you ask Muslims in India, as an example, you are 150 million Muslims. You are almost same as all the Arabs in this world. What have you done? The enemy of Islam made you so many groups and made you so ignorant 
Lots of Muslims, they didn't know anything about Islam except the Dayal Allah Muhammad Maybe they know also that to go to grave. Subhanallah al-Azim ya. Who is responsible? I am responsible and you are responsible. We are responsible about our Muslim brothers that we have to go and show them the correct way even if you have to suffer. Some of your good brothers, they said when I went there to India, Pakistan even, a lot of the other Muslim countries, when I go there, when I talk to people, they almost kill me. They say, you are this and this and that, you have you. You are no better than Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He is called, he is a liar, he is called, he, he was hit by rocks and he was... What do you expect, yani? They will uh, applaud you, say, Jazakallah, Jazak, you are, you are Khalandar Baba, another Khalandar Baba. Yes, Shadaya. Of course you are going to waste trouble. How are we going to call for Islam if we are not facing trouble? We have to suffer in this life, because this is what Allah told us in Surah Al-Asr. Naturally. But use wisdom. Don't come and, and, and play, they are gathering in this grave and making uh, milad for this, this person and say with a microphone, all of you are wrong. You are mushrik. Of course they will kill you. What do you expect, Yani? They will have blood, you thank you for uh, your microphone. But it's a wisdom. How Muhammad did his da'wah? He went to the people, piece by piece, person by person. He made pair to pair da'wah. As an example in the beginning, he comes to the person who thinks that he is yani, wise enough and he comes to this is this. So people accepted this by this. Then, Alhamdulillah. And I really think, I have heard a lot of good news, Alhamdulillah. That a lot of people really did this and Alhamdulillah a lot of people came back. Because lots of these people who go to this grave, they inside, they believe that they, they are nothing. What is that? But they are doing this because it's a traditional. It is a milad of this case, Ajmer or Khawja or this or whatever. They do with the people. Yeah, go. Go with the people. Yeah, it's a case of milad. Go with this group, it's a case of uh, tradition we are doing this. No! When the people start piece by piece doing this, explain to them, they know. Ask these educated people. The educated people, they do not accept that, but they cannot say it clearly because they do not have enough knowledge of Islam to say it's wrong. So what will happen actually? They run away from these wrong things to leave Islam Oh, Exactly what happened in Europe in the 17th century, as an example. When the people start to be educated in Europe at that, that time, Galileo, Giordano Bruno, the other people who learn some knowledge which is against what is in the changed Bible, the church brought them and they killed them. First of all, what did they do? They left church and they got of the church. So the Europe itself ran away from church and from the wrong Bible, but they did not come to the right book, which is Quran. They ran away from everything. So they became without deen, atheists. They didn't accept anything called about deen. They didn't want to talk about Allah or the Creator or anything else. So when you ask them, who created this universe? They say, Mother Nature. Mother Nature. Who is the Father Nature then? Mother Nature. Then you change the word, instead of Allah or the God, you said Mother Nature. Say Mother Nature can do this, they said no. Say how is this? They said you don't talk about it, we don't want to talk about it. Anything that I cannot take it with me to the lab, is nothing. So, can I take Allah, Father Allah, with me to the lab? No. I don't believe in it. Very, very, very strange way of thinking. Just because they want to run away from the church. The unjust way of treating people. The, yani, stupid ideas of, of the church which is put in the Bible that 
you have to be in the, accept this or we will kill you. When Jordan Brown or the others came and they said, no, it's this way, they oh, that. Galileo, kill him. Burn him. Muslims now when they come, they are those educated Muslims, when they come and say that Islam as they understand is to go to such and such grave and ask them to sit. This is Islam, we don't want When they say Muslims are only, their deal is to enjoy some dancing or some parties in the year. Once in the year they have Milad of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. MashaAllah, they love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But in the rest of the year they forget Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Habibi. We are required to remember, remember Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at least five times a day. At least. Of course, more than that we do, but this is at least. These people know. They remember Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and they hear his story, laugh and this and that, and Burda, Nata Sharif, and so on, once a year. And the rest, rest of the year, they are away from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They don't practice his sunnah, they don't follow his orders, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now, church, the, the, the Christians are better at least. That's Allah Alaihi Because they go once a week to the church for one hour with the deen. 23 hours of Sunday plus 24 hours of every other day, they are out of church and out of deen. There is some comparison between this and this. But the true Muslim know he is living with Islam, not only for Salah from Hajj Zakat, he is part of Islam. Islam is a complete way of life. He is living with Islam from A to Z. From this 30 minutes of the morning until the next 30 minutes of the morning. Islam is with him. In his eating, in his sleeping, in his, everything is in life is Islam is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa he, when he died, as Salman Salman said, that he did not leave anything in this life unless he told us about it by the information of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is told. So whatever you do, when the Jew came to make fun of Islam and he said to Salman Farsi that your prophet told you even how to go and make urine or other things in, in the bathroom, he said yes. He did sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He told us everything. Everything in our life, we have to do it the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Even go to the bathroom. Natural things, yes, but still we have to do it the way of Islam. The way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So all our life, وَلِنَّ صَلَاتِي وَنُسُكِي وَمَحْيَايَ وَمَمَاتِي لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ لا شَنِكَ That concludes our case and uh, that we have explained enough inshallah. Next week inshallah we'll talk about this, the 20th chapter. If you have any questions in this topic, I'll be happy to hear from you. Jazakallah khair. Jazakallah khair. We'll see you inshallah next week.